Good morning. Yeah. And welcome to Aaron, you're not gonna believe this. Okay. I'm playing hockey again. We're gonna get into that. But yesterday they hand me the my jersey for the weekend. 77. 77. Ah, let's go. So today is the episode of Elite Defenseman. Episode Raymond Bork, episode Paul Coffey, episode Ben Schanenberger, I guess, as of right now, <laughs> episode 77, welcome to the Sunday Conversation Podcast, hosted by Aaron Taylor, Ben Schanenberger, and myself, presented by Loyalty Liquors. Oh, we have a new sponsor well, too, Ben. Get the fuck out. We have, a new, we have a new sponsor, Sasha's Instagram deal that I mentioned. Was that last? Yeah, last week I mentioned. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. What, oh, yeah, yeah. What's the promo code here? All right. So, <laughs> it, it actually, the story on the promo code is kind of funny. So, but anyways, I, uh, you know, I had said that I, I, you know, they were like, you know, buy one product and we'll ship you another one and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I was like, in my head, I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, Sasha's, we're not, we're not going to pay to make Sasha an Instagram model. So I basically thanks, but no thanks them. And I just didn't answer their messages over the weekend. They DM me three times and I didn't answer any of them. Just open them, look at them Monday morning. I get a DM from them. Okay. We're going to send you a free leash, a free collar. Here's your sign up. You just go on this website. All you got to do, here's the promo code to use. So they sent me a free collar, free leash. They gave me all, they got me all set up, you know, with her Instagram influence or her, uh, her influencer page under their website, uh, our PayPal's connected. So now we can get payouts. So the company is, uh, is, I believe, oh, fuck, this, I probably oh, should have oh, had the- this just ready to go. I'm pretty sure it's pack leashes, isn't it? Yes. Pack leashes. Uh, I believe their website is packleashes.com. P-A-C-K-L-E-A-S-H-E-S.com. Use promo code SashaBaby20 and get 20% off anything you purchase on the website. Uh, And then uh, we will get a part, we get a portion of anything that we sell. Sasha's collar and leash should be here hopefully this weekend. So we'll do, you know, we'll go out, we'll do a photo shoot. You know, we'll, we'll get some pictures up. She'll be featured on their page, half a million followers, not a big deal. And uh, so shit, it only took us 77 episodes, but we got a second sponsor and one that's actually going to put money in our pocket. So (laughs) fucking a, well, um, that is just, that's the news that we like to hear here on the pod. That's love the kind it. of shit we love. Fucking Sasha Baby 20 hit him with that promo code. You got you know you know the rest of the deal from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, so the, the funny the, the story behind the promo code that makes it funny is that like I think it was two falls ago. Let's see, I can tell you exactly what it was. I posted a picture of Sasha on Instagram October 28th, 2019. And it was this great shot, like kind of fall, like at twilight. And, uh, and she's like sitting there outside looking regal as fuck. And so I thought it looked like something out of like an outdoors magazine. So the caption I wrote was outdoors magazine, fall sale, use promo code Sasha baby 20 for 20% off. That was, <laughs> that was almost two years ago. So we manifested that shit into reality and, uh, yep. and here we are. But, um, anyways, and like, and like I said, I mean, like fucking about fucking time, Sasha, yeah, Jesus, ele- like, almost 11 I mean, years. It took her to fucking so- start pulling her weight. Which is like how many dog years? Um, Fucking seventy-seven. Oh, there we have it. Oh, what? Let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna play the lottery. Um, 
That is wild. More proof that we're living in a simulation. Yep, really weird. Um, well, anyway, that was completely uh, random, but uh, and organic. Yeah, so and organic, yes. But uh, yeah, dude. So, couple things. Last last week's episode was a little bit short because you know was cruising cruising to the ranch. But holy fuck, dude! Holy fuck, was the ranch ever cool? Um, yeah. I think that has got to be one of the neatest things I've ever experienced. And I feel like I've kind of done a lot of shit. Like it was straight up like just a, like a, you're on like however many thousand acres of, of this like beautiful ranch riding these horses around. Yep. Like it's just, it was just like very peaceful. Horses are very spiritual animals, obviously. And, uh, it was a blast, but, and then, you know, partied at the ranch. And, uh, so get this little, uh, little finance talk. So the last day we're, we're on a little trail ride. So my girlfriend was a wrangler at this ranch for like three years. So basically I walked into a legit spot. Like I was doing shit that not normal people would have gotten to do, but anyway, so we're, we're out on this ride the last the last day it was a saturday and uh so this guy very i mean so it's funny because like everybody out at the ranch is like these connecticut families you know oh, downstate yeah. everybody's like a greenwich dairy and yep. you know hedge fund money looking like it too want to pretend and, like uh, they're there to get their hands dirty but they're not really there to get their hands <laughs> right dirty. Every, yeah yeah don't worry we saddled all the horses we fucking did everything right. yeah no it's it's actually super fucking cool but so on this ride and uh i won't like say his name or anyway anything but um right off the bat he was a cool guy and uh you know it was it was him his wife and then their three children and then my girlfriend and i and so we're just on this like slow horseback ride and we start talking and he's like oh yeah like you know what do you do and i'm like uh, honestly dude i don't really do anything like i i i work when i want like i pick up fence jobs here and there i was like but um i was like to be honest i made a i made a good investment you know in cryptocurrency you know back in whatever and that was it aaron boom for the rest of the ride we are non-stop so yeah. this guy's a a new york um, he's a broker on wall street working for a big company, Aaron. It was unbelievable. He was fascinated. His company just dumped $25 million into like this one specific crypto venture. Mm-hmm. He, he was asking me questions like you wouldn't fucking believe it was like the coolest thing ever. So, um, you and I are, uh, we're on the forefront of an industry and that like proved it even more. So that was like one of the neatest things. Like, cause obviously, you know, we talk about it quite a bit and sure. You know, he, he was telling me about some of his big trades, you know, he had like Microsoft at like 40 or, you know, yeah, something. Sure. And, and when I told him, you know, you're like, sweet bro. I had what, a yeah, yeah, 11. His, yeah. And his jaw was on the fucking floor, you know, sitting on top of his horse. So, um, but, it was just like a really neat thing because it, it, 
almost like reiterated like everything you and I have been saying. Like right. these big fucking institutions are getting into this shit, and like it's gonna it's gonna be like the tech you know the tech bubble of the '90s. Like it's gonna be overnight. Like if you got it, like like you are in fucking groovy shape. Um, yeah, and I, that's I, coming from the horse's mouth. No pun intended. Like, literally, this guy is a broker, you know, who's, you know, legit. Like, he told me all about his company. So right after the ride, he's like, um, he's like, hey, hey, Ben, what's your uh, what's your last name? He's like, I'm gonna get with you on LinkedIn. I'm like, like I'm like, dude, what shit. what's your last name? That like you'll like, I was like, my last name is Shaneberger, but <laughs> yeah, what's yours? Like, yeah, yeah. So he told me his name. And um, so as soon as I, I walked back over to the cabin, there was like a little tiny bit of service. And I, I looked him up, I connected with him and like 30 seconds later, he sent me a message and said, text me. So then there you have it. So then so I, why didn't I've he been... just give you his, no oh, because you didn't have your phone, your phone, got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, but it was, it was just really neat. Like that was really neat. Cause this is like more proves kind of where the space is moving and yeah. like, he was like talking about NFTs and all, mm -hmm. the, you know, and I was just like, it was just like very cool because, you know, it's like, th these are the people who are currently running our financial system that are right. like feel behind on this. Like, right. I know that on that ride, he didn't have any Ethereum. I know for a fact, yeah. like, and I'm like, or, or, you know, maybe he's got some Bitcoin, who knows? But like, when we, when I, when we started talking about it, like, I was like thinking in my head, like when I got back from the ranch, like I guarantee you, cause he's asking me like, what's the best way to buy? Like, and I, and I'm just so like, he, so he didn't know anything from a, like an no, individual. Exactly. No. So I, I, I reckon he set a Coinbase account up on his flight home and fucking, you know, whatever. It's just like, he was intrigued and uh, it more just like proves where our head, our heads are at. Like, I, I just, I, I don't, listen, here's the thing, right? I think I think a lot of talk about cryptocurrency has built it as the money of the future, right? And like, or internet 2.0, when you're talking about Ethereum's blockchain, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I don't think it's even necessarily going to replace money. I think it's just going to work kind of, it's going to coincide with fiat currency, you know, at least during our lifetimes, you know, who knows past that. And I just think at the end of the day, if you're, if you're not even willing to take the chance, you're just doing yourself a disservice. I mean, inflation's through the roof. Inflation was like 5.3% last month. So in reality, if you're if you're not investing your money and it doesn't even have to be in cryptocurrency, even though obviously we're huge advocates of it and still think it's very early in the game, if you're not returning 5% on your money every year, you're losing money. Inflation is going to slowly eat away at your money if you're not returning at least 5% every year. And 5% is not that difficult, you know, like, the S&P 500, you know, on average about 10%, 7 to 10% annually. So like you just have to be in a broader scope, protecting your money and protecting your future. And that's really what it boils down to. And, and hey. you and I just advocate for a way that we think is, is, you know, and your proof and, can and, disconnect you from having to really worry about it the same way. And here's an interesting take. Like you just said that 5% thing, which I'm kind of like unfamiliar with, but like it makes complete sense. Um, I'm more up in like the 
500% returns per year. Uh, no, but uh, I just pen topple my money every year. It's not a big deal. Ethereum 2.0, perfect example. You store, um, if, you, if you have a Coinbase, I know Coinbase may be one of the only like apps that you can directly see it, but if you hmm. transfer Ethereum into Ethereum 2.0 on Coinbase, you can watch in real time your money make 5% because right. that's what that's what the staking rewards currently are for Ethereum 2.0. It's 5%. As the network grows, that they're saying that number is going to diminish. It started when I first staked my first Ethereum, it was 6%. Right. And then, you know, it wasn't a month and a half, two months later that it, now it's five. And so I would imagine it, you know, is going to keep decreasing over time. Sure. And, um, but that being said, it's like, there are, it's like, now it's like, you know, in this case you have, um, essentially you're, well, depending on the day, but your stock position is growing. And on top of that, you're gaining you're interest, it, you're gaining interest, which is, right. I mean, pretty well, that's fascinating. What, that, was, that was the point I was going to bring up there was that not only are you getting 5%, but the value of it is going up as or, you know, or down, obviously, but as Ethereum stock uh, uh, price goes up, you know, your Ethereum 2.0 stake is worth more on top of, hey, guess what? 5% of 3000 is more than 5% of 2000. So as 5% keeps going up, or, or I'm sorry, as the value of Ethereum keeps going up, your 5% becomes even more and more valuable because, you know, 5% of a higher number is obviously more, more money math guy, not a big deal. Brains. Totally. On. Um, brains, hey, hey, brains usually on. Hey, every now and then it's off for a short moment, but <laughs> it, you know, it, it comes happens. right back. It's, it it's happens, a, it's a man. beautiful thing. Um, but no, I, I, you know, good, another, another good week for crypto, a couple of rough days there, but in between, uh, but, but overall good week. And, you know, I think, um, but you know, Hey, we've talked about that enough and, and, you know, we, we love, we love putting it out there and it's a constant reminder. And, you know, one day when Ethereum's a hundred thousand dollars a coin, you know, we can just say, Hey, we, we gave you literally every chance and every warning. Yeah, no, totally. And, and that was like, it, it felt, it, like the coolest part of my conversation with with my um my new acquaintance i'll say is uh he's like you know jamie diamond he's like he didn't like cryptocurrency he maybe had a conversation with one of his buddies he's like here i am having a conversation with ben maybe that changes everything like all you need is that one conversation i'm not saying like him like me specifically but he just needed that one conversation and then i told him about the coinbase card he's like there's a card. I'm like, yeah, dude, I have a visa fucking debit card Coinbase. He's like, holy shit. He's like, that's going to be the big ticket. Cause as soon as people can like then comprehend spend their money, sure. Right. They can spend their money that, that also changes the game. So, yeah. um, well, it, it, all, it just, just kind of, it kind of shows you where the, the big institutions are in terms of having a full understanding of the space and they really don't yet. You know, I think for them, it's just kind of a like, let's dip our toes in and see what we can, you know, a company like Tesla buying $5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Yeah, $5 billion is a big, a big number, but that ain't shit to Tesla. On their balance that ain't shit like, to Apple. Like that ain't shit to any of those you know? companies, you know? So they're really just dipping their toes in. And, uh, you know, hey, man, listen, just and just buy every week if you have to. You don't have to buy it all at once. You know, you don't have to, you know, find a, you know, the 
I, you know, I, I have long been a supporter of avoiding all the random bullshit, you know, altcoins that are, you know, one one hundredth of a penny and shit like that. You know, stick to the top five, you know, in the, the top five by market cap, stick to those. And, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, uh, I think Ripple's in the top five, you know, just stick to the top five. And, you know, go from there, build your portfolio that way, diversify a little bit, diversity. So old wooden ship. Yep, um, old, old wooden ship. Ever heard of it? Yep. Sailed it twice. And um, this seems to happen every time we record in the middle of a week, but like gigantic news happens and then we just miss it. And like we could have yeah, talked about so it. We, we, can, we can talk about a couple things, I guess, in that in that uh, case, because um, I mean, I a lot's going on, dude afghanistan man like we're talking like people falling off planes because they'd rather be just out of a country than you know i think this all it all can just come back to just uh shit i guess appreciation yeah you know yeah no shit just like um and then i guess what we got are, are we back on it is the vid back COVID uh, yeah <laughs> it's definitely back um there's no doubt about that manchester you know mass mandates in place new haven's mass mandates in place inside um you know manchester I, connecticut again yep i uh I, let's let's we're gonna have to circle back to afghanistan because there's definitely some things to talk about there but you know our bread and butter has been covid and it's you know i had a discussion with a woman this week the the wife of one of my accounts and you know, the, the guy who's like the general manager in the store, who I have a great relationship with. I really like these guys a lot. The guy who owns the store used to go to Patriots games with my dad when he was a kid because his dad and my grandfather were close. They were members of the Elks Club. So like, you know, these guys, I, I like them a lot. Um, but the, the general manager of the store, you know, kind of gives me shit for being unvaccinated. And, you know, part of it's joking around, part of it's serious. And so him and I were having a discussion about it. And, uh, you know, whatever it was over and done with, not a big deal. We both moved on. The guy who owns the store, his wife came in and I'm sitting in the office, you know, a couple feet from the guy who owns the store, D Dave, I'll just say his name. So I don't have to keep referring to him as the guy who owns the store. And, uh, you know, his wife walks in and Jesse, the general manager says to her, like, can you believe this kid's not vaccinated? And she instantly starts to back up and she looks and she goes, and you're not wearing a mask either, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Kathy, you know, with, with all due respect, I've said, there is just no reason for a person in my situation to get vaccinated. And so we started going into it, right? I said, you know, I had COVID back in November. And she said, well, your antibodies only last three months. I said, that's been completely disproven. And she said, well, and I said, Kathy, I said, listen, at the end of the day, if you're a vaccinated person, you can still contract the disease. You can still transmit the disease. Those are facts, 100%. All the vaccine does is mitigate your, 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 your um, reaction if you have a symptomatic reaction to the disease when you catch it, right? Doesn't stop you from transmitting it, doesn't stop you from getting it. All it does is help you stay out of the hospital if you're a person with underlying health conditions, you're a person that's obese, heart conditions, whatever, it'll help you stay out of the hospital. As a 32 year old male with antibodies, the only person I'm putting at risk by not getting the vaccine is myself. If you can transmit it and I can transmit it, then the only person that's at risk here is me. And if I'm okay with taking the risk, that shouldn't matter to you at all. If I decide that I'm going to try and run across six lanes of traffic on fucking 95, that's my risk that I'm deciding to take. It doesn't affect your life. So why should I be a fucking pariah? Because you don't agree with my decision, right? We're in the same boat. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, if I were to catch the Delta variant of COVID and I end up in the hospital, 
I'm going to sit there and be like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. You should have just done it. But you know what? That's a risk. Again, I'm willing to take. I don't think it's going to happen. And I'm not concerned about it at all. And that's my two cents on vaccination versus unvaccination. I don't think you're an idiot if you get vaccinated and you shouldn't think I'm one for not getting vaccinated. Logical science-based reasons for why I don't want to get it. And the more people tell me to get it, the less I want to fucking get it. Dude, that was a, that was a bit, that was good. That was like, and you know me, I don't go into not, arguments unprepared. He's a math guy. He's a fucking math guy. The, you know, it's like, if you want to hey. go me verbally, you better be ready to fucking go me verbally. <laughs> That's why we don't go verbally. <laughs> That's why we don't go. <laughs> we just block each other on Instagram and we're not getting along. <laughs> way easier. Oh, fuck. There's one fucking time, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, man, you know it's that just that. You know, fashion hits me fucking deep in my core. Man, that's like, just, it's just part of our story, buddy. It's just part of oh, our story. But oh, yeah, God. no, I, it's, it I, seems like it's, it's, we're going, we're going to end up by, by the fall once flu season rolls around again, which doesn't exist. But once flu season rolls around again, we're going right back to where we were last year. There's no doubt about totally. that. Yeah. You ain't kidding. Um, I mean, I hope it, I hope it doesn't happen. We'll see what oh, happens, me too, but. I think I, maybe is this when you know Texas secedes and uh, Texas and Florida start their own country. <laughs> like, I mean, we yeah, don't know. T- Texas is Texas is something, man. Texas is definitely wild. Obviously, you used to, you used to live there and, and experienced it for a long time firsthand. But Texas really is just fucking something, huh? They're basically like, oh. "Fuck you!" It's the end of that Rage Against the Machine song. You know, "Fuck you!" We won't do what you tell me. Like, we're just gonna do whatever the <laughs> fuck, fuck we you want. Won't do what you tell me. We're not gonna teach fuck kids you. about racism. We're not gonna teach kids about anything we don't want them to learn. Like, Texas is fucking. It should honestly just be the state of Texas, like its own its own country. Right, like the the um y- Union of Soviet Socialist Texas. <laughs> oh there you go there you go um um yeah it's something man it's something. no i mean honestly it i i montana i guess is like not on board um yeah there's definitely most, states. most of wyoming is like you know not on board with it pretty much anywhere where it's like people are have to farm they're like fuck off like we need to do our work like right anywhere that like works like in has like a agriculture industry or some sort of like you know industry they're like okay if you know it's like if you guys don't or if we don't fucking do it then nobody eats so yeah uh, in in all honesty ben i think i think the what concerns a lot of people and um you know what what concerns me about this whole thing you know as this stuff gets mandated right governor lamont just mandated that every state employee and teacher has to get a uh, teacher in public schools in Connecticut has to get vaccinated or be tested weekly um, for the virus. And, you know, I, I think what scares people the most about it is the precedent it sets. Right. And, and I read this this great story. Uh, it was it was a it was an interview with a woman who grew up in Austria um, during uh, during World War Two, you know, prior to World War Two. So, you know, it, I'll, I'll make it as brief as possible. But for, you know, I think a lot of people know kind of the basics of World War II, but what a lot of people don't know is how like Germany kind of got to the point where it started World War II. And the reality of the situation was Germany got fucking decimated after World War I. Um, you know, the, the, the reparations they had to pay during the Treaty of Versailles after World War I 
Oh, was it Treaty of Paris? Which one was after World War One? I? I think Treaty of Versailles. Oh, let me just um, let me just scroll back in my log real quick. And, yeah, uh, go back yeah, to 1918 yeah. <laughs> and see when that when that was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Treaty of Versailles. Um, and it and it crushed Germany, right? Hyperinflation, it crushed Germany's economy. Germany can have a standing army, blah, 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 blah. And so the country goes into this downtrodden state and you know, along comes this, you know, Austrian art school reject, you know, Adolf Hitler, who was a smart guy. And he puts together this whole political plan to take over the, the German government. And he does, you know, very successfully. And so now at this time, Germany and Austria are separate countries. Austria is seeing, Austria is dealing with the same shit that Germany was dealing pre-World War II, except they're not getting pulled out of it because their government's a fucking mess. So Austria starts hearing about all these great things that are happening in Germany, right? Like Germany's starting to come back, right? This is all pre-1939, pre they start invading and all that stuff. So Austria, you know, has a vote and decides to kind of like join Germany and have Hitler run Austria as well. And slowly but surely things start to change, right? And at first everything seems great. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they now have food rations. They, you know, farmers are getting back to work. The, the German government is opening new schools and new churches and, and, and putting all this stuff in. But slowly over time, one by one, their rights start to get infringed on, you know, and, and now all of a sudden you have to tell the government if you're Jewish and if you don't, your neighbors are going to have to tell, otherwise everybody will be punished and so on and so forth on down the line. Everybody knows how the Holocaust started. And that I think is what scares people the most is that by starting here and conceding and being like, yeah, vaccine passports are a good idea. And, you know, everybody should get vaccinated is what comes after that? What comes next? What is the next right. thing you are have we, to give up? What's the next thing you have our, to give up? Are we going to be telling on our neighbors? And right. Then, you know, it's like, shit, man. It, it's just, it's just, it sets a bad precedent. And I think that's what concerns people more than necessarily the vaccine itself or the virus itself or any of that. It's that now we have, you know, with this tribalism where it's one side is right, one side is wrong. There's no gray area anymore. There's no nuance. There's no, you and I may both be wrong. Like there's none of that. And that's just, that's life, man. Life happens in the gray area. Everybody knows that. But well, hey, all, all I'm going to say is once again, it comes back to live your fucking life. Exactly. Guess what? Our dear friend, not really. Do we even like him? Not sure. Elon Musk introduced today. Yeah, we go back Tesla, and forth. The Tesla bot. I saw. You that. see it? Yep. That's going to be fun and exciting. Like, oh yeah. Like I bet you Tesla bots will now be like the Airbnb for dog walkers. Like, oh, oh yeah. That's, my, I didn't even think about that. That yeah, there, well, there was hey, no chance. You know, I have a brain, right? You know, I didn't even like, think about that, and there is no chance Sasha would get walked by a Tesla bot. She'd be like, "No, get the fuck out of here, homeboy." Dude, five eight, five eight Tesla bots. They can yeah, pick up. I, I, was, I, I read a fucking blog that really. They can deadlift one fifty. Those pussies. That's it, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that's only the first version, Ben. Right, soon, soon enough, I mean, they're going to but... be six foot six and throwing around two thousand pounds like it's fucking nothing. <laughs> And then that's oh, when you got to be worried. But again, like, you know, it starts off like, slow. Like, hey, who knows? Maybe I get a Tesla bot and I, I befriend him. And it's like, I get a flat tire on my truck. I'm like, yo, dude, pick my, hey, pick bro, my truck go up fix real the tire. quick. Go no, fix the no, tire. just pick, pick it up. While I, I'm, Here's I'm what you do. There. You start a fencing company and you only employ Tesla bots. And then you just have them build defenses. Well, if they can only deadlift 150 pounds, they're probably going to have a hard time digging the holes, huh? Yeah, maybe I'll pre-dig for them or something. You there know? you go. They but just listen, have to pour them so they put the I'll dig the, <laughs> Just like 15 Tesla bots, like mixing <laughs> concrete. 
they get into arguments with each other about somebody eating each other's lunch. But it's oh. like it's like a beep system. Beep, 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 yeah, right. They're just beep, talking beep, in binary beep, to each other. It's just beep. ones and zeros. Um, but no, we 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 do have to touch on Afghanistan because it's crazy. And listen, I want to get this out at the very beginning of us talking about this. As much as everybody wants to pile it on Joe Biden, and I don't think his exit strategy was the best, you know, just kind of being like, hey, we're going to pull out and then just pulling all out at once. I don't think you can slam a bunch of blame on him because this was going to happen to whoever, whichever president went and did it. The other the other great little info I saw is like Afghanistan spend four terms, you know, or actually more than that. And and more was, than four presidents, know, more than four right, terms. more than four. Pre- um, but I was gonna say two, you know, two Republican presidents, two Democrat right. presidents. So it's like, you know, it's like this is fucking where America is, just in one giant argument. Yep. You know, it's it's divide and conquer. Yep. So, um, it's yeah, you're you're ahead. totally you're totally right, Ben. Do you do you know what Afghanistan's nickname is? I don't. Do you the, wanna, is it do something the, gold? Is it something gold? No. Oh yeah. All right. Insert. Oh. oh well, it's uh, kind of you already answered, and so it's all, right. all fucked up. All right. Maybe I'll just put in like two seconds and make it sound real sad. It's Afghanistan's nickname is the Graveyard of Empires, and so I I, I had heard that, and I wanted to like kind of know more about it. Also, history guy, and so, so empires back, go to die. Basically, I mean, I went and I went back and read and just about every, you know, major Asian empire, uh, as well as a couple of European empires, at some point have had to have tried to invade, conquer, unify, whatever, Afghanistan, and nobody has succeeded. You know, there's been brief periods where the country's been unified under kind of one government, one flag, and then five years later, it just falls apart. And like, that is Afghanistan. And we were never going to win this war because just like Vietnam, all the Taliban had to do was wait us out. Eventually, we're going to fucking leave. We're not going to stay forever. And so all they had to do was wait us out. And as soon as we left, boom, they're right back in, took everything right back under control. And, you know, it's okay, sucks. Aaron, I mean, Aaron, I also I got to ask you a question. OK. This may sound weird, but it, maybe it's not in our lifetime. Did at one point the Taliban who we know and who has been uh, portrayed to us as just these savage, terrible people at one point, did they have like, was it theirs? And then someone took it from them and they're like, we're trying to get our, our shit back. Like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Like, you know, I don't, there's two sides, every story. Right. There's, there's two, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know the history of, the Taliban well enough to know, like, I don't know if they were always a terrorist organization and then, you know, or, or, you know, like, think about this. All right. Just say same shit. Someone came for us right sure. now. You, you and I, you and I end up fighting for our lives right. and for our families against these, these people. Yep. And now we're, we're deemed radical terrorists. Right. Right. right, are, right. are we bad? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, you know, a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't type deal. And I don't know enough about the Taliban to know that. So that's a, it's a good question. I, I don't have the answer for. Um, I just it, feel like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the same exact situation, but it just gets, it gets turned into like, 
war and these people are terrorists. It's like, I'm seriously, I want to know. It's like, if you asked every single person in America that had a family and then said, okay, these people are going to come invade you and take over. And then you're going to fight for your life. They're going to end up killing some of your family. Now you're even more mad. Now you're especially going to fight for your life. Would you not go, would you not do that? If then you were going to become, you know, a, um, a Texan, right. You know, call, call a, a a Taliban member, a Texan who knows maybe Texans will be terrorists or something like that. Like it's, it's just, people need to open their fucking eyes to like, yeah. And you know, ben, the, the other, the other thing world. too is in, this is, you know, that obviously that great quote that everybody knows, you know, those who choose to ignore history are doomed to repeat it. Like America supplied Afghanistan with weapons when the Soviet union was invading Afghanistan. Like America was once allies with Afghanistan and, you know, not, you know, listen, I get it. I get it. After nine 11, the whole country wanted fucking answers you know, and, and you and I talked about on this podcast before that we invaded Iraq, which made no sense. And then, you know, we obviously, you know, we killed Osama bin Laden, whatever year that was, 2010. And in, in all reality, that should have been the exit point, right? You know, America wanted a head for a head to roll for 9-11. Osama bin Laden was always the, the big baddie number one. You know, after we killed him in 2010, that should have been it. Because like we said, this was always going to be the reality. But at the end of the day, to sit here as an American, and I, you know, I see it all over Instagram and shit, people posting like, you know, we have to help the people of Afghanistan. Like, this is going to sound extremely callous, but like, this is the way that their culture works. You know, you've got one, you've got a country that has been doused in radical Islam for hundreds of years, a couple hundred years, I think Islam, like the, the whole country went to Islamic um, in like the 1700s, you know, this is the way they operate. I mean, this is their culture. This is the way it is. And is it is it good? No. Is it good for humanity? No, it's a humanitarian nightmare. I mean, you know, we, but we as Americans are so accustomed to women and children being respected the same way as, as men as you know, in black and white and, you know, Jewish and, you know, Buddhists and all this shit, you know, we've grown accustomed to that here, but that's not the culture there. That's just not the way it is. And so we go and try and implement equality and freedom for the Afghani people. And, you know, I think we did a good job for a while, but this was always the reality of the situation is that radical religion is going to wipe that out no matter what the religion is and no matter who the people are and religion you know, I think I made a joke either last week or the week before about how God has killed more people than anybody else. And like, that's just a fucking fact. This is radical religion. This is what it is. Yeah. I mean, shit, I've, I've heard in, you know, my, we'll call them intellectual dives before that, like Afghanistan, something, there's something deeper, there's something deeper than than what's really going on there in, in the sheer fact that like, I'm pretty sure it used to be one of like the most um, like just high end, like gold rich, like places in the world. Like if anything, it may have been like the start of it. Like, yeah. like in terms of like all that, like religion, like we, sure. we just don't know it's so much bigger than we know. And when you have like lineage and that's passed down and, and you know, it's like, why did we? Maybe, who knows if we didn't go there to 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 gather all that information? Like that's sure. been said before. Like, 
they've they've taken boatloads and when i say boatloads i'm talking like insane amounts of like artifacts that were theirs Mm. that came from you know them that you know it's almost like stolen to be suppressed you know it's like you don't know the real fucking truth if if you can take the truth and hide it you know it's like that's how you can just manipulate you know on on different levels like well and and not even that Ben, and not even just that ben i mean and we we talked about this briefly one other time but you know afghanistan is also known for like there is an entire category of weed named after the mountain range in afghanistan like after the afghan kush mountains like like afghanistan is well known for growing some of the best weed on the planet on gold, top gold, of gold oil drugs that's usually what wars are about uh, on top of being you know Opiates. one of the, the largest producers of poppies in the world so like you know there's always a what, more oh, insidious interesting what what just happened here within the last 10 15 years a uh, gigantic boom in opioid uh, addiction and uh oh. dependency where where did where do the, where does that we had up? to get them from somewhere Oh, shit. Weird. And, you know, the other thing, too, about the U.S. military, and I'm speaking from a place of, of relative ignorance, but I have a decent idea. And, you know, maybe we could get Dylan on at some point. Maybe he knows. But, you know, with with uh, independent contractors, military contractors, like, you know, they don't work, you know, they, like, they don't play by the rules. Their objectives are not the U.S., the United States military's objectives. So, you know, if you're an independent contractor, defense contractor, and Pfizer comes to you and says, hey, you know, we got to start securing some of these poppy fields, you know, so we can start making our drugs for cheaper, you know, and we'll give you X amount of dollars. Like, there, there's always insidious shit that goes on with wars. And, you know, everybody on paper likes to believe that, you know, we're doing everything above board. And like, that, it's just bullshit. Hey, that's just bullshit. You're living in a fantasy land if you think that. Um, you know, I, I don't mean, think look our at, listeners I mean, think that, look but- at- and I mean, break it down to the lowest levels. It's like play Monopoly with kids and see if a kid doesn't try to fucking, you know, <laughs> you know, steal money or, or whatever. It's just like, I, I don't mean it like that. Like, but I'm just saying, it's like, you know, Candyland. Oh, did you, did you really land on that? Or did you go one spot <laughs> further so you could go down the fucking peppermint trail or something? It's like, you know, I don't fucking know. It's like, you know, it's like I played, I played minor professional hockey. Yeah. Okay. With my team in Watertown on paper should have never lost a game to the Danville mm. Dashers. Right. We end up winning the first two games. So it was going to game three in Danville, Illinois. So 12 hour ride across, you know, whatever the Midwest get there. And then all of a sudden, boom, we lose mm. like that. And why did we lose? Because the fucking penalties were like 18 to one right. in favor of them. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Next game, lose again. Same shit. Now, what does that force? Game five, back in Watertown. What does that do? That makes $250,000 more in revenue. That yep. makes fucking ticket sales. That yep. makes this. Yep. That makes that. And all of a sudden, what do we do? We kick the fucking shit out of them in the finals game. It was like, right. it wasn't even like, it was the stupidest thing ever like i don't mean it like that it was fucking awesome but it just like it was i don't mean stupidest i mean the most blatant thing ever right, like right. it's just like okay what's going on here so yeah i think i whatever. think our bigger i think our bigger point is 
in, you know, something we preach on all the time is don't take everything at face value, be willing to do your own research. And on top of that, don't believe everything you fucking see that some jackass is, is posting on social media. Um, Cause most of those people don't do any fucking independent research either. And they just fucking post whatever. Uh, but um, no, it's just, dude, it's just such a weird time to be alive, man. It's such a weird, crazy time to be alive. And it seems to get worse and worse every day. And, you know, that's why, you know, the path to freedom is the path to financial freedom and the path to financial freedom. Fuck man. That'll take you, take you anywhere you want to go and not have to deal with other people's bullshit. Because I'll tell you what, you got enough money. You don't got to deal with people's bullshit. Um, as fucked up as that is. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. like, it's so true, but like, hey. It anyway. Is it is fucked up. But anyway. It's like, hey, it ain't going to start getting nicer. So that's why you just got to, like we always say, just do your thing, live your life. Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, stay even keel. My car got broken into on Sunday night. Fucking here we are, you know, I moved to the nicer part of town. My car, my window gets smashed in on Sunday night, which is a real kick in the dick. Um, you know, anything, anything gone? No, like that's the shitty thing is they fucking broke in for a singular box of wine samples, six pack of wine in a box. That was it. Um, I, I honestly don't think they knew what was in the box. I think they just saw the box and broke the window and, and took it. But it was, you know, probably Aaron, how many times do I got to tell you got to put your, your wine in the trunk? Yep. Nope. You're right, Ben. I, honestly, honestly, I've trust me, I've told this story to a couple of people this week and I've heard that a few times and they're not wrong. Uh, you know, I got la- I, was... I got lazy and comfortable because I've been living over here for a little over a year oh, now and hadn't had any sort, problem. Sort of like that time I got a little lazy and comfortable in Denver and my and next thing you know, <laughs> Eighteen hundred bucks donated right back to the uh, to the to the uh, homeless population. Yep. the The only difference here is that you know they still was about eighty bucks worth of wine. Philanthropist. Yeah. Philanthropist. My car didn't get broken in, so I made a philanthropic contribution to the homeless population in New Haven. (laughs) See, like, look at you, dude. Like, you're a a good guy. You're a good guy. You are a fucking good guy. Like that, and that's why we have this podcast because I know that you're such a good guy and you would do that. I'm going to set up a trail cam you, in the parking lot, though, and I'm going to find that motherfucker and bash his fucking head. In. I'll tell you what. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know what you should do? I think you should smash the window, you know, <laughs> put the box of wine in there, and just so he doesn't have to smash it. You know, that's that'd be the nicer you thing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just, just leave a leave note. On the, I was just, I was just going to say, I'm going to leave a note in the window that says, hey, the door's unlocked. You don't have to break it this time. And if you need more, just come knock on my front door. I'm more than happy to come take care Fuck, of you. Fuck, dude. I, oh, shit. That's hilarious. Mm, 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 mm. Well, on that note. Yeah, let's wrap her. Uh, I think we're like 45 minutes on the dot today, which is great. Um, so episode 77 of the Sunday Conversation podcast was presented by Loyalty Liquors and our new sponsor, Pack Leashes. Go to packleashes.com, P-A-C-K-L-E-A-S-H-E-S.com. Use promo code Sasha baby 20 for 20% off anything you order there. Listen, it would mean a lot to us. If you want to wait until you see what the stuff looks like, by all means, I'll have some pictures up probably. I don't know. I don't know if the stuff's going to show up this weekend or early next week, whatever. We'll see hey, that's else. a good, that's a good Instagram post to have us bring us back after our year hiatus. Yeah. Right. Like our fucking sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we got a new sponsor, new sponsor. <laughs> and Hey, let's, I, you know, also on that note, 
I want to take a, a quick shout out because the one thing about our Instagram that's actually great is we aren't losing followers. Like people are sticking with us, you know, like I know you and I, like I go through who I'm following and if they haven't posted in a couple of, I'm out. See you later. I don't give a shit what you have to post then, you know? Um, so our, we appreciate our content everybody. comes in different ways, you know, it's like, yeah. And in different, you know, you know time zones and, and different, uh, different uh, years. Um, but speaking of check us out on Instagram at Sunday conversation while there, uh, check out the link to our Patreon page, which is in the bio of our Instagram um appreciate everybody that uh, helps out the pod um yeah man it's a uh, you know I, I think it was a good episode this week i'm glad we got it done i'm glad we got it done on time oh one one very very last thing uh looks like britney spears is going to be free uh we just had oh, to follow phew. up on that because yep. we mentioned it a couple times looks breaking like breaking news actually insert breaking news noise now free britney is free <laughs> <laughs> uh benny great chat pal love you Love you, bro.